sonrisa que ha pasado por su casa, que ha venido porque quiere ser feliz. Good afternoon. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. And it's Monday, March the 20th, 2.30 p.m. in the afternoon. It's the first day of spring. We're in springtime here in Indiana. And um, I want to thank the University of Colorado and Colorado Springs, uh, UCCS Radio as well, the staff, uh, everybody on the faculty there at UCCS for their support of the radio station and their fine programs, as well as the student programs. Special thanks to Kyle Boyle, Kyle's station manager, and also to Marge Mystery, who no longer is with us. And um, today we have a group of students from the University of Purdue uh, with the, the chair of the Spanish and Portuguese department, Marcia Stevenson. And they're going to talk to us about service learning. And uh, Purdue has many innovative programs at the, in the in the Spanish program, the Spanish department, and uh, this happens to be one of them. It's service learning, and so we're going to start off uh, with an introduction. And I'm going to have uh, the every person there. Uh, there happens to be, I believe, there are three of them, uh, and then Marsha in the end will give a little summary of the department and and what her tasks are there in the Spanish and Portuguese department. Uh, Caitlin, can we start with you? Yeah, absolutely. Good afternoon. Buenas tardes, eh? Muy bien, eh? Ya vamos en español, eh? But anyway, everything's good, Caitlin? Yes, I can uh -huh. Okay, now what are you uh, studying at Purdue? I am studying speech-language hearing science, okay. and I'm also minoring in Spanish. And you are a junior, correct? Yes, that's correct. And what's the name of the service learning program that you work in? I am in Aprendiendo Alea. Okay. And then our second uh, participant today, uh, thank you, Caitlin, for being on the show, by the way. And our okay. second participant is Gabriela. Gabriela, you want to say a few words and tell the audience a little bit about what you're doing at Purdue and uh, your full name? Uh, yeah, my name uh, is Gabriela Padilla Barca. I am a freshman at Purdue, and I am pre-law. I'm studying, I'm majoring in political science and minoring in Spanish. And a freshman as well. Yes. And you're working also on the service learning program Aprendiendo a Leer, learning, yes. learning to read, right? Um, and then the third person is, uh, that we have here, Ana Maria. Okay. Uh, and by the way, again, thank you, Gabri uh, Gabriela, for being on the show. And Ana Maria, thank you as well. Ana Maria, could you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about what you're doing at Purdue? Yes. Um, my name is Ana Maria Carvajal. I am, I am from Medellin, Colombia. And I'm a graduate student in Spanish literature here at Purdue. Okay. And um, finally, Marcia Stevenson. Marcia, could you tell the li listeners uh, what your duties are at Purdue University? and uh, a little bit about the group, uh, the students that we have here today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here again, Tom. Thank you so much for having this interview well, thank you us. for setting this up at uh, your university. We're delighted to have you on the show, as well as the students. It's uh, uh, something we need to do more of on the radio show, and that That's is to great. have uh, more student involvement and get students involved. Yes. Um, 
So, and at Purdue, you're the chair of the uh, Spanish and Portuguese department, correct? That's correct. And so I am uh, in charge of the graduate and undergraduate programs here. Uh, we have both, of course, undergraduate majors and minor, or minors and major, and then we have a master's and a PhD here as well. So students can study literature, linguistics, culture, and at the undergraduate level, they can also study Spanish for the professions if they would like. Spanish for business, Spanish for uh, interpretation and translation, Spanish for uh, the health professions, uh, among other courses. So we have a wide variety of options for students, whatever fits their uh, needs and uh, plan of study the best. Um, so... What, we, what we're going to do today is um, we have some questions that uh, the participants have seen ahead of time, and they're going to talk about uh, some interesting items and uh, answers to the questions, and that you, hopefully uh, the, our listening audience is going to learn a lot more about service learning uh, in the Spanish and Portuguese department at Purdue University. Um, we're going to start with Caitlin. Caitlin, what is... Uh, service learning for our, our listeners, if they don't know about it necessarily, if they don't know about it, what does uh, service learning entail? So I would say that basically on the more general level, um, service learning entails basically taking what you're learning in the classroom and taking that to places outside the classroom. So for me and Gabriela, we are taking the Spanish that we're learning in our Spanish class and we're basically implementing it into everyday life. So we get to go and practice our Spanish, our conversational skills, and also kind of like the pragmatics and social skills as well. So this um, uh, program is, um, is it part of your career plans, what you're involved with? Is that have anything to do with your career? Yeah, um, for me personally, um, since I'm majoring in speech language hearing science, I am going to be working with kids a lot. And the service learning that we are involved in specifically has a lot to do with interacting with kids and trying to implement lesson plans and just teaching them all kinds of different things. Um, and I also want to basically take my major and use it by with bilingualism, and I want to teach Spanish children as well. So. This is actually a very perfect example for me personally to get the practice that I need for my future. And it gets you out in the realities of things, right? Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, fun to be out in the, the real classroom, world. It's totally different. Yes, yeah. it's a whole different world, isn't it? And yes. uh, uh, this experiential learning, right, is just being out and about and, uh, and really getting involved in the community and, and uh, those type of things. Maybe probably we should have half of our educational experience be that way. Um, and, and perhaps we, sometimes we do too much in the classroom maybe. Uh, so it certainly would be interesting if, if we could uh, use the community more. It's just, just a great idea. Um, Gabriela, did you uh, become interested in service learning similarly, using it in your career and having this experience early on? Um, as far as my career, uh, it definitely helps me since I am uh, minoring in Spanish. Um, uh, I am pre-law and I want to be able to have the opportunity to um, have both languages and use them to my advantage. 
um, the service learning definitely helps me um, implement that and helps me with my language um, as well as knowing how to like translate and uh, teaching others how to um, how to read and write in Spanish and it definitely helps me with my classes as well. And Gabriela, what uh, nationality are you? You're I am Mexican. And what? Yeah, Mexican American. Uh, you were born in the U.S., right? That's correct. Uh-huh. I yeah. And and your parents are from Mexico, then. Yes. And yes. what part of Mexico? Um, my father is from Guanajuato, Mexico, and my mom is from Mexico City. Okay. And for the listeners, Guanajuato is a beautiful city. It's in the, yes. it hit out of the mountains. It's kind of similar to Toledo in España. Oh, yes. It's just a lovely city. And if you ever go there in the weekend, they have the, uh, their Calle Joneadas. And uh, yeah. you go up and down the street singing with the, uh, the Estudiantina groups. Um, uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city, and uh, as is Mexico City. Um, so this uh, service learning... Um, this idea of um, using it, for for example, uh, so you're uh, uh, in law, for example, um, political science law. Uh, how is it going to help you in that? I mean, how would you say that's going to impact that uh, if you were in, in law, for example? Um, I think working with the community firsthand um perhaps not children but in that sense it kind of like is a stepping stone in reaching out to the community and to other people definitely something i will have to do with politics and law of course okay um so uh and then uh, ana maria your experiences with service learning how did you uh, become interested in service learning and uh, did you uh learn about someone else's experiences is it part of your career plan as well? Um, I kind of came to service learning, I think, almost by accident. It was uh, because two of my closest friends here at Purdue uh, came up with a very clever idea of uh, bringing uh, the university to the community, the greater community in Lafayette and West Lafayette area. And, um, Specifically, they, they, they targeted uh, the Latino community in the area. And their goal was to kind of link Purdue to those people that live around Purdue or close to Purdue but have no access to the university. Um, and in a way, um, what they did was to use the tools that they had, um, that they had acquired here, but also that they had as uh, native Spanish speakers. And they uh, helped bring together a whole program that by uh, literature and by storytelling and by being able to share stories brings the university closer to the people that live around the university. So uh, this um, service learning then, it goes on in all the departments, right? I assume, or not? Most of the departments? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, um, as, a, as a language university, Purdue has a very strong extension program, especially in agriculture uh, and all the areas around horticulture and agricultural economics. Um, what, what we do in the, in the Spanish department and in the language department, it, it's slightly different. Uh, but yes, I would say that there's a big 
participation in service learning from a different different branches. Do you do you uh, feel uh, any of you there, Caitlin, uh, Ana Maria, Gabriela? Do you feel like there should be more opportunities with service learning classes, different types of situations, and um... yeah, I think that there definitely should be. Personally, um, I feel that my Spanish has improved so much from being out in this environment and being able to speak it outside of the classroom. And I think that getting different facets and aspects to gain and add to your learning only helps lead to a greater understanding of what you're studying. So I think that there should be more. And, and what you learn in the real world and those type of situations is so much better in a way than, than just learning something and writing answers on a test. Uh, because you're dealing with people, you're communicating live, uh, you're not on the, 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 your cell phones, you're not on your uh, um, Twitter, you're not on Twitter, you're not on Facebook, but you're live communicating with real people. And uh, probably in the future, we may see a lot more of this, right? I mean, that, that there could be a lot more of this um, real learning, experiential learning, where we're in experiences and sp different things of real life, for, for example. Um, so let's go back to Caitlin. Caitlin, how many kids do you work with? And uh, uh, what do you do with the kids when you're working with them? Okay, yeah. So I work with two little girls who are in second grade. Uh, their names are Natalia and Esmeralda. I'm and then I sit at a table that one of my friends who's in service learning also has two uh, boys who are in third grade. So sometimes we work in groups, but basically what happens day to day or I mean week to week is we come in and we kind of uh, have a preliminary lesson plan that we've planned out as students. And we have a focus on certain um, phonetic letters or certain things that we want the kids to get done, and then we do activities based on that. Um, but the goal is to get these kids to be able to read and talk in Spanish better and to feel more comfortable with that. How old are the kids? Um, it ranges. We do it at an elementary school. My children are personally in second grade, though. Okay. So it's is, is, is Spanish taught there on a regular basis? No. no. Okay. Um, this is just a strictly English elementary school, but this is like a Spanish club that they do, basically. Okay. So it's um, a, a real enrichment for the kids, right? When you oh, come yeah. in and, and things, that, that's that's wonderful. Now, do the kids get any, well, they would, wouldn't get credit at that level, I suppose, right? But is there no. any... Uh, do you? Ha how long do you, are you there? Are you there a semester then? Um, it really depends on how long the student, the Purdue student, personally wants to stay with the program. We're supposed to stay a semester um, minimally, but we can go longer. So I've been doing it for two semesters now because I really enjoyed it last semester. So I chose to do it again. So, do you at the end of the semester? Do you have a little uh, fiesta and? break piñatas, and is that, does that happen? Oh, yeah, it does. Were you there for the one last year? Okay, yeah. Um, we have a big party. We actually have piñatas, and we have 
food. And what the cool part about that is that the children's parents get to come to the school and we get to meet their parents and kind of show them like, hey, you know, we're American students that don't necessarily have a Spanish background, but we want to interact with you and have experience with you and show you that we have a passion for something similar to you as well. Now, do you, do you have singing as well? Do you teach a few yes, songs? Yes, we, we have tons of songs. What, that we what, what do you teach them? What's mañanitas or no? No. No? Which ones? A song about pizza. A pizza song. Okay, good. <laughs> pizza song. All right. Uh, now, so you have that. You play a lot of games. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's the only thing that'll keep them engaged sometimes. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, you know, even the older kids kind of respond to those games. You know, uh, it's funny about learning. It's some people don't. You have these serious people sometimes teaching that think you can can have fun, right? I mean, we can't do a game, maybe, or we can't enjoy, you know, throwing a few games in here to make things enjoyable sometimes. So, yeah, that's that's good. That's really, really good. Um, so do you feel like it makes a big impact, Caitlin, on the on the, the kids' lives and, and their families? I do. Um, I got the pleasure of getting the same children that I had last semester, this semester. So um, we do allow for... Uh, some continuous nature in that so that you can make an impact on them and invest in them and let them know like a lot of these kids they don't feel comfortable speaking Spanish in an American environment because they kind of feel like maybe that's not cool or not everyone else speaks it so having someone who's still a kid isn't an adult but is you know a big college student coming in and saying hey I want to speak Spanish with you I think that that really does make an impact on how they see the world and yeah. how they see their culture. Yeah, and do you have some Latino students in there as well, sometimes, you know, in the class? Because yeah. uh, I know that's uh, always, I think, a problem, like in middle school and high school as well. Sometimes uh, the Latino kids, uh, the bilingual students, who can say some things in Spanish, not a lot maybe, but are a little hesitant about speaking. Uh, as you just brought up with, with some, even the American students, uh, and that that's the psychological part becomes important uh, in, in what you guys do certainly makes it more easy to do that, right? And, and more fun. Um, Gabriella, what about uh, the kids that you work with now? So uh, we're back to uh, uh, Caitlin. You are in Aprendiendo a Leer, as is Gabriela. So, Gabriela, are you at the same school? Yes. Uh, yeah, we do go to the same uh, elementary school every Wednesday. Now, how many kids are with your group then? In that? Um, I teach two girls, too. Okay. Um, they're a little advanced. They're in fifth grade, both of them. Okay. Uh, Liliana and Viviana. Now, so when you go as a group, how many Purdue students go then? I would say probably around 20, maybe 15 yeah, to 20. Oh, there's a lot then, right? Are they all in Spanish? Yes. yes. Oh, wow. That is nice. That's quite an impact, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so you have little prizes when you play the games? You give them candy and things? Yeah, ah, um, I right. do. My girls love um, when I take talkies to them. I don't know. So I, use, um, I tend to try to engage them with that as well. So how do you use technology um, with them, uh, Gabriella? 
do you have any little games you do with the, you know, the little technologies, little apps or anything that you can use? Um, or is that more just for the phone type stuff? I tend to um, guide more towards um, books and reading. I know they like that a lot. Um, more, or I'll do games like um, that yeah. I engage in. Live, like, we'll live, live learning. Yes. Yeah. Live learning, right? Yes, yeah. that's good. That's Perfect, that. yeah. So, um, and you feel the same way about service learning making a positive impact, correct? Yeah, I agree. And what would you say is the biggest impact it has? I think, um, like you said, most of these kids are come from Latino backgrounds, um, Hispanic backgrounds. They grew up um, with their parents speaking uh, Spanish and Spanish being in their home. It kind of um, helps them keep that and definitely not forget it and being engaged with it and learning how to speak it and love speaking it as well, I think is very important. Yes. What, wonderful. Now... Do the, um, um, when you do this, how much time is involved with this? In other words, how, how many days again do you go to the, the school per week? Yeah, we go once a week, every Wednesday, and okay. it, it uh, lasts for an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably put around the same time out of it, um, just uh, planning for what we're going to do. And just um, coming up with the lesson. So planning. it's a, you get one hour of credit for it, or two, or one, three. Um, no, for uh, for our Spanish class, um, I know I can count for like yeah, extra credit. Okay, this. but you yeah. don't get actual credit, right? For the, no, we don't. Yeah, we did it. We did a similar thing. Oh gosh, probably eight or nine years ago at Butler. I was at my classes. We started doing this. We did it for about five or six years. It went really well. But we would take the kids, and, uh, and they would go in the evening. And they did this on their own. Uh, we didn't have any extra credit. But in the end, I'd always give in and give them a few, few points for going. And I'd always say, no, we're not going to have extra credit. But then in the end, they did, they did get extra credit. And they actually, uh, they did a similar thing. And they went to a place called the Lord's Pantry. And uh, on the west side of Indianapolis in the inner city, and they taught uh, English. They were teaching English to adults who spoke Spanish and, and were trying to learn English to get jobs, etc. And it went really, really well. And it was just uh, the kids loved it, just like you guys, and the same thing in a different way. But the, the idea of being out in the community was just wonderful. Um, now, so... Um, Per week, then, do, do you, how long do you have to prepare, though? You take, it takes some time to prepare, too, right? To prepare the class and things? Right. Um, it wouldn't take, like, that long. It's just um, as a matter of, like, playing which you want to teach them for that day. Sometimes um, you uh, try to, like, have different things in variation of games um, to not have, like, the same thing over and over. Um yeah, but not too long, but definitely, um, I would say it would take some thinking and planning. Okay. Um, and Ana Maria, what about uh, you? And you're the same, are you in the same same school and situation, right? Uh, no, I, um, I, I'm participating in, uh, actually, it's a national program. It's called Abriendo Puertas. And the chapter that they have here in Lafayette um, 
is is including or it's trying to 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 reach out to Purdue University. Uh, but it's a program that is is done in every state in the U.S. Um, and it, it targets uh, grown-ups, adults, uh, Latino families that have come here or that have lived here for a while. And uh, what they try to do is uh, give them uh, some tools to uh, incorporate uh, to their daily lives, uh, things that they don't know very much about, like how does the school system work in the U.S., for example, or uh, how to educate their children in a bicultural atmosphere, or um, how to integrate better to the society that they're living in. So things like that. And uh, what, what uh, our participation at the university has come to be with the, with the Arena Podcast program is to use literature and storytelling as a way of um, letting the Latinos in the community know that they're not alone, that they're part of a, of a society and a community that cares for them and that is willing to integrate them. So, where, yeah. where do you meet at when you have class? We meet at uh, the Latino, of, uh, it's called Vara, it's a school of... Uh, like reading academy. Uh, thank you. <laughs> it's a yeah, language academy here in Lafayette, downtown. And they, uh, they are offering, I think it's a, a voluntary thing that they're uh, letting us use the, the space there to meet. Um, I think it's typically a group of between 15 to 20 adults. Uh, the program lasts about uh, 10 weeks, and uh, we meet once once a week for two hours. So, and again, you have to prepare, right, for have some preparation? Yes, we, we prepare readings, we prepare activities. Um, it's all about uh, engaging these uh, Latino families into... Um, a way of understanding themselves as being part of a greater whole and not um, think of themselves as being isolated. Um, so yeah, it's, it takes some preparation and some activities. But what is, uh, I think, really admirable is that it was two graduate students from, from the Spanish department that came up with the idea of partnering with Arena Puertas to, to do this integration of Purdue and the community. That's a wonderful, wonderful idea. That, uh, I love the title, To Abriendo Puertas, and I, I think I mentioned this the last time we talked. Uh, there was a book out that was quite a popular book. I think it still is popular, and it was used a lot in the high school AP classes, advanced placement classes. And uh, uh, Steve Collins and uh, uh, Jose Diaz wrote the book. And uh, uh, Steve... Uh, <laughs> Uh, died unexpectedly, not really, wasn't unexpected in a way, but very young. But it was a great, great book, and uh, but a lot of things about connections and, and the Latino life and things. A great book. Um, so let's take talk about for a minute, uh, have any of you three ever participated in service learning before? Has anybody ever done any other service learning? No. I've I done the same one. So I've stuck with this for two semesters, but it's the same program. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what, Caitlin, where are you from? Are you from Indiana? Yeah, I'm from Indianapolis, actually. Oh, you are? What high school did you go to? I went to Burbuff Jesuit for two years, and then I went to Covenant Christian High School for the other two. Okay, so you know Andy, right? Yeah, Andy Goodwin. Yeah. 
husband? Yeah, Andy, he's a good uh, old friend, Andy. And then uh, you, uh, did you know Mrs. Beck? Yes, I did. Yes, Mrs. Beck, yeah. So uh, another a, a very good friend, uh, Karen. Um, so did, um, you're, you're from Indianapolis, and then um, um, Ana Maria, you're from... Medellin, Colombia. Medellin, right? Yeah, Medellin. And then we have uh, uh, Ga uh, Gabriela from Guanajuato, right? Or your your, your parents from My Guanajuato. Parents, yeah. yeah. Do you go back? To, do you go to Guanajuato? Do you ever go back? I do. Yeah, we actually um, we go pretty uh, we didn't we had a listeners, correct? Yes. Highly recommended. And uh, recommended especially because of the enrichment possibilities, right? And and for both uh, the teachers, you guys, and then also the parents and the students uh, as well. So that it does make a big difference in people's lives. Um, do you feel there should be more service learning? I mean, do you, do you think there could be like if you're taking 15 hours a semester, do you think you should have six hours or nine hours of service learning? Would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I bet it'd be a lot more fun. I mean, real. It'd be real. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it would be interesting because it would it could force the faculty to be out in the community and the, the society maybe could connect more to the universities. And then uh, uh, we might get... Uh, more people involved in university life, right? And more students, all different levels, into going to college more. Um, it is interesting because in service learning, you really bring, you're bringing what the university is, right? I mean, it's about students and what you guys do. And uh, it is a good uh, publicity, but not just publicity, but it's uh, it's certainly a huge learning tool, right? And, uh, and you're able to, the kids are able to see the, the, you, the young people and they're able to relate to you and think that maybe someday they'll get to go to college, right? And maybe they'll be able to do things and uh, uh, that with their lives, like, just like you're doing. Uh, so it has a big impact, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, what about funny stories? Are there any funny stories that happened or uh, any moving stories about your uh, service learning experiences? And, and I guess the word there, do you just say SL, right? Yeah. Is that the word, the key words are just SL, right? Yeah. <laughs> SL. There's always these little things. And they, they kind of go in spurts, right? Marsha knows about this. All these little trends of little words. And it's the same way in, when, in teaching, you know, that we have these little, uh, we have these little methods and we have these little things that last a couple of years or three years and it, and sometimes we even recycle things and we think they're new when they're not new you know sometimes so uh, they're not so new um so who can tell a funny story or a, a moving story um i love i think it's funny but you know <laughs> it may have been one of those you had to be there stories um i mentioned earlier that Sometimes you'll work with other students because we sit at tables in groups. And so one of my friends who's also involved in service learning 
has two young boys who are in third grade, Salvador and um, Yvonne. And they kind of like to joke around with me because I'm very short. I'm only five feet tall. And so they kind of like to joke around with me and say that I should be in their grade and stuff like that. And one day we were talking about basketball and Salvador looked at me and basically said in Spanish, oh, well, I could dunk on you, dunk the basketball. And I was like, excuse me, you cannot dunk the basketball on me just because I'm short. And so he basically challenged me to a basketball game with him and his friends. So um, maybe someday here soon I can have a a two-on-two basketball game with Yvonne and Salvador. We'll have to see. (laughs) Very good. That's that's really, really good. Again, the impact, right? That that you have with those kids and uh, some of the great experiences. Uh, Gabriella, do you have an experience that you want to share? Um, yeah, kind of, um, I guess it could be, um, to me it's funny. Um, I think um, my girls, I, um, they pick up a lot of the stuff I do. Um, I think children do this a lot. They just, um, they're very observant and they pick up a lot of things. Um, I play, um, I play with my hair a lot and I flip it. And so they like to make jokes and um, flip their hair, pretend like it's me, like they're um, uh, teasing me about it, but I think it's so funny. They do it out of fun, and it's just a nice way to see that they are, in a way, um, learning from me and, I guess, uh, looking at me and paying attention to me, I guess. Yes, that's that's wonderful, yeah. And uh, um, Ana Maria, what about your experience, one of your... Wow. Well, I I don't have funny stories, (laughs) but I do have very moving stories um, because in the uh, a part of the program is to to share uh, each one's story, Uh, and it's it's interesting that uh, the leader of the Abriendo Puertos program here in Lafayette, um, she has put an enormous amount of energy in making possible the program and making possible that it continues um, in time, um, all the time while she's fighting uh, leukemia, very strong leukemia. Uh, so she would come to the program even after having having been to the hospital for doses of chemo, and then she would come even if she was going bad, but just seeing her, her strength and the courage and the passion for we're really trying to make uh, these people live, live, a, live a better life. It's, it's very inspiring. Uh, but I heard all sorts of stories from, from the participants, um, people that started feeling uh, very isolated at the beginning would come to thank us for, for making them feel like they were a part of the community and they, they belong here. Uh, so it, it is very transformative. Uh, the way I see it, uh, and I did say that I, I started to, I, be, I became part of the service learning program because of an accident, really, because my friends were the ones that were pulling this together. But I do see now the the need to be more and more um, aware of the fact that the community does need us, and that it is our job to to reach out to them and help them and be of service to them. So yeah. So, uh, all of these little experiences and all of these, uh, do you, th- I'm assuming, and, and, and I think I'm probably correct, in most cases, that without you guys being there, without you doing this, they would not have these experiences, right? I mean, it, 
It doesn't happen unless people like you get out and do this. And it takes initiative, it takes effort, and uh, you're all to be commended for it because uh, it takes a great effort to be able to get out and do this. And uh, you take time out of your lives to uh, go share your experiences with, with uh, adults, uh, children, and uh, that that's what education's about, right? That's really uh, certainly what it really is about. Um, so um, what about... Um, Marsha, what do you think about all of the service learning experiences? Do you, have you been doing this for a while, the service learning? Um, I, well, first, just to answer your question, I think it's a fabulous opportunity, not only for the students, the graduate, undergraduates, the graduates, and also other community folks to have this opportunity to come together. And I, I'm just thrilled that we have these opportunities. Um, we've been doing uh, service learning in different manifestations of it uh, for several years now and it's built into as an option in both our 300 level courses which is like the immediate level intermediate level Spanish and our advanced levels at the 400 level so students taking those levels of Spanish have the opportunity to engage in these projects it's not a requirement but it's a, it's an option and we have found that it's been very meaningful for the students as well as for the community and uh, I, I think it's just, hopefully we can expand it further. Uh, we're developing a minor, a new minor in Spanish for the professions, and we're hoping to be able to include some service learning um, as part of the, that program as well. So it's, I think it's an area where we hope to see expansion. Uh, and Marsha, as soon as we get through today, I'm going to send you uh, Dan's email, uh, my son Dan, at, at Franklin College, and I know he would uh, really enjoy if you if, like. If you could send him an email or something and mention that I suggested that, and you could share some of these ideas. You know that at, at Franklin College, you know, with the language department and and things that the creative things you guys are doing, uh, that it's really the wonderful ideas, and uh, I know he would enjoy that very much. Uh, uh, and as would Sarah, his wife, and. Uh, you know, she's in Spanish as well. They're both both Spanish professors there at uh, Franklin College. So, is that okay if I send you the the email? That'd be fabulous. Okay. I'd love to be in contact again with Dan, and hopefully, we could share some experiences yes. of the programs that have worked at both both yes. institutions. Yeah, and I know Sarah, uh, Dan's wife, Sarah. She's in, in, in interested, especially in the uh, professions, uh, course courses and things. First, the Spanish professions, using Spanish in the professions as well. So I know she's uh, yeah quite uh, involved in that. So that would might be a good connection as well. Uh, now, what about uh, uh, what do you think, uh, Caitlin? Is your favorite activity that you do when you teach and work with the kids? Um, my favorite activity working with the kids is probably a game that we kind of makeshift. Um, made it kind of out of the game headbands. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but basically we take Spanish words. We, we are um, provided flashcards with by the university, and we put them up to our head so you yourself can't see them, and you have to guess what your word is based on the descriptions from the people around you. Um, and we do it in all Spanish, and so it's really funny because we have a lot of acting and a lot of goofy stuff that goes on, and so I really enjoyed that game. My, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and then, uh, Gabriela, how about you? What's your... Um, yeah, me and my girls uh, play that as well. 
Um, we also, um, they like uh, to play men. We, um, they take turns and they um, come up with words. And it's fun for them and they like it. I like asking what they like and that's what they um, decide on. I think it's both engaging and learning and fun for them at the same time. So I definitely like that. Awesome. Do you do any food days? Food days? Or you have food? Oh, food days? Uh, food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, um, the, um, yeah, the fiesta and day to day, um, every time we meet, uh, we make sure to like bring snacks and that definitely helps them be engaged more. Yeah, the reality again, right? Yeah. No, it's part of life, right? Food and, you know, these little things that sometimes in the classroom we can't get to some of those. Um, and then, uh, Ana Maria, what about you? What, what's your, so, um, a part of, of the Abrina Puertas program that I haven't mentioned is that we take uh, the 400 level students, or some of the 400 level students, uh, actually go there and they uh, present a to- on a topic to the Latino community. Um, and they usually are very creative um, and they bring uh, lots of activities for for the people there, for the participants. So that's always, I think, my, my favorite part is when I see our students here from the department, they're minoring in Spanish or majoring in Spanish, uh, and they can, uh, as, as you said, uh, make use of Spanish in real life situations and actually talk to the Latinos and listen to them and, and really uh, strengthen those, those bonds. So I think that's definitely my favorite part. Okay. Um, so for the audience then, um, before we go, and I know they've been wanting to do this, but uh, the cuatro participantes de Purdue van a hablarnos con una, dos frases o algo sobre la Universidad de Purdue y el Departamento de Español y por qué, um, si ustedes quieren estudiar español algún día, vale estudiar en Purdue. Bien, ok. Un tipo de promo, ¿verdad? Un tipo de un, un anuncio, un tipo de anuncio, ¿ok? Vamos a empezar con, con Caitlin, ¿bien? Oh, eh, okay. Es bien para uh, Gabriela uh, en el primer, porque... ¿Sí? No, no, lo hace muy bien, ¿eh? Nada más que ¿por qué debemos estudiar en Perú? Sí. Ok, la pregunta otra vez no siempre. Bueno, ¿por qué vale estudiar en la Universidad de Purdue? Por okay. ejemplo, si yo fuera estudiante, ¿verdad? Y ya ha llegado el momento y, bueno, ya voy a decidir, ¿verdad? Tomar una decisión de estudiar en Purdue. ¿Por qué? Um, yo decidí uh, estudiar en Purdue porque uh, yo vivo en Indiana, sí. Um, pero Purdue... Tiene una um, reputación muy, muy buena uh, de, mi, uh, de mi profesión de uh, patología de habla. Um, y también uh, tengo muchas amigas y amigos en Purdue. Um, y la educación es, el, yo creo que es el, el mejor en Indiana. Ok, muy bien. Y tienen también en Perú muy buen equipo de básquetbol, ¿eh? Muy bien. Están en, lo, en el, ese grupo, la ronda de 16, ¿verdad? Qué bueno, ¿eh? 
Y mi universidad también, ¿eh? Dos de Indiana, ¿eh? Dos de 16. Muy bien. Butler? Sí, Butler, sí. Ajá, así es. Gabriela, ¿eh? ¿qué dices de Purdue? Uh, uh, estoy de acuerdo con Caitlin. Um, aquí en Purdue puedes conseguir una educación muy, muy buena. Um, pienso que la mejor en Indiana. Um, y particularmente en español... Uh, los profesores todos son excelentes, son muy buenos y ofrecen mucha ayuda donde um, uno puede tomar de, de ventaja y um, profesores y programas como estos que ayuda a, la, a los estudiantes um, a hacer cosas fuera de, fuera, de, fuera de clase que ayuda al español y um, es muy... Um, es muy beneficiante para la comunidad y para la educación que um, tenemos aquí en Perú. Muy bien. Y excelente, An Ana María. Pues eh, yo creo que la, el producto ofrece una gran variedad de programas, de profesores, expertos en áreas diferentes. Eh, la posibilidad de hacer service learning es muy, muy valiosa. Eh, la posibilidad de aprender español para las profesiones, español especializado en diferentes áreas. Eh, creo que es una oportunidad muy buena, una excelente oportunidad para los estudiantes que quieren aprender español. En mi caso, los estudiantes de posgrado tenemos la posibilidad de elegir entre lingüística y literatura. Y tenemos profesores que son reconocidos en todo el mundo por, por por su excelencia académica y por su trabajo. Y, que es, que y no ya tú sigues con, con ese programa que ya estás haciendo ese tesis, ¿verdad? Su tesis en, en quién? Santa Teresa, ¿verdad? Sí. Sí, <risa> sí Santa Teresa. Sí, 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 sí. Es, siempre ya, ya he, he ido muchas veces a Ávila, ¿no? Es, es un lugar bonito, ¿eh? Ávila. Estuve en Ávila una vez en la Navidad. Muy bonito, lo pasamos divinamente bien en la Navidad allá. Um, Marcia, ¿qué dices ya de, de Purdue? Pues les esperamos a que vengan a visitarnos, a conocer el lugar y a conocer a, a los estudiantes, a la gente, y que, que vengan a estudiar y con mucho gusto no les esperamos. <laughs> ok, ok, for the listeners, we wanted to get a little español in for the the Spanish speakers, but we do know that everybody listens in different languages and things, and we do have a lot of different languages uh, on, uh, on the show. Now, uh, thank you so much for being with us today, right? And uh, it was just wonderful. It was a great program. And uh, we look forward to doing another show down the road, Marcia. we got to think of another show, something a little different. Maybe we'll think of something, right? I've got lots of ideas, so we'll be in touch. <laughs> you do. we got to be in touch. We've yeah. had a great time with you guys. Uh, thank you. Yeah, and thank you so much. And uh, we're going to close the show uh, with uh, Alejandro Fernández Canta Corazón, una canción mexicana, Gabriela Atención, ¿verdad? Y, sí, sí. y muy popular, Alejandro Fernández y su padre también. Um, so anyway, we're going to close the show out. And uh, we'll be in touch with everybody. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. And we'll see you soon for another show. And um, hopefully it will be warmer. We still haven't gotten very much warm weather yet. So para todos, que pasen un día fabuloso. Eh? We'll be in touch. Bye. Thank you.